Friends in Christ, we listened this weekend in the first reading to the book of Exodus. And that word Exodus means the road or journey out. And Exodus chronicles the journey of the people of Israel out of slavery and oppression and suffering in Egypt and into the promised land. How God, of his own initiative, God always takes the initiative, comes to the people in their suffering, and he sends them Moses. Moses who will go to Pharaoh and say, set the people free. And of course, we know the story that Pharaoh is obstinate. He will not let the people go. God will send plague after plague after plague against Egypt and against Pharaoh, and still he will not listen. Until God finally says to Moses, I have one more plague, and when it's over, they will drive you out of Egypt. They will ask and beg you to leave that place. And so it is God sends the angel of death to strike the firstborn male of every household, from Pharaoh down to the lowest servant, and even the cattle. This massive sorrow and grief in the land of Egypt, except for the households of Israel, where God has said, take a lamb and slaughter it in the evening twilight. Sprinkle its blood above the doorpost that each household of Israel is to consume the lamb partake of that meal and the angel of death will pass over the households where that sacrifice has happened, where the blood of the lamb has been spilled and has been consumed. And so is instituted the Jewish Passover. And so God brings them out in great mercy of his own initiative. They were totally and completely dependent upon God for that salvation. And that's the context for the first reading this weekend. God offers these commandments to the people of Israel, that they're to watch over and care for the alien and the foreigner, to help the widow and the orphan. And God says, remember, you were once yourselves aliens in the land of Egypt. This was your experience. You were totally dependent. And I cared for you. I loved you. Now you also must care for those who are vulnerable. You must care for those who are weak. You must love those around you with the same love that I have given to you. Do not ever forget how dependent you were and are on me. It would seem in the gospel that the Pharisees this weekend have forgotten that dependency because they're asking Christ questions about the law, not because they're curious or they want to know more about it, but because they are testing him. They say to him, which commandment in the law is the greatest? Now, there are 613 precepts in the Mosaic law. And they know that. 
And so they're testing him to see which he thinks is the greatest so they can hold that against him. And Jesus answers very wisely, obviously, that you should love God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your strength. That's the first commandment. And the second, he says, is like it. To love your neighbor as yourself. To remember how much you're loved. And then to go on to love those around you. He says the entire law and the prophets is dependent upon those two commandments. To love God and to love those around us. St. Augustine, our parish patron, has famously said that sin is love curvatus in se, love that's turned in on oneself. And so the, the point of the commandments and virtue and the Christian life is to turn our love outward towards God and towards our neighbor. And that's what Christ is calling us to do in the gospel this weekend. And we can only do that to the extent that we know how loved we are. We've received the love of God upon which we are completely dependent. It's a powerful biography written about St. Francis of Assisi, written by G.K. Chesterton. And Chesterton at one point is reflecting on the humility of St. Francis. So St. Francis was renowned for his humility, his love for God, his love for the created world. And so Chesterton says that he was humble because he had been humiliated. That's how we gain humility. So unfortunately, there's no shortcut. It's through humiliations that one is often made more humble. And so it is, Chesterton says, when we're humiliated, our lives are turned upside down. And then perhaps we are made right again. We stand back straight and tall and have learned some important lesson and hopefully walk with more humility. But Chesterton says Francis was humiliated and humbled himself so frequently, so often his life was turned upside down so intensely that he stayed that way. So so imagine Francis lived his life, says Chesterton, standing on his head. And he saw life differently because of that. Chesterton says, if you stand on your head, I don't recommend it for a long time, but you'll see the world differently. Chesterton says it's as if buildings, houses, trees are held in place not by gravity, but as if it were from above, held in place by the hands of God. As if he were to let them go, they would all go crashing through the universe. Everything, including our lives, our decisions, our families, everything is dependent upon God. Francis of Assisi knew that. And so God was able to use him to renew the church. He was able to love like none other. 
because he recognized everything depended upon God, not on Francis. Do you and I make that same recognition? Do we recognize how totally dependent we are on God for love, for mercy, for compassion? And do we then turn that love towards those around us? God comes to us in the blessed sacrament of the Eucharist. He is the Paschal Lamb that's been sacrificed. His blood has been poured out. He feeds us with himself so that we can make our exodus, our journey out from love of self to love God and to love our neighbor. How are we called to be strengthened here in the Eucharist? So that we can love God and our neighbor as we love ourselves. Mm -hmm.